Hi everyone, I'm Dave. And I'm Marvin. It's day 126, and this is God's Big Story. It's a story. It's big. Never boring. No way. For his glory. Always. It's God's Big Story. Welcome back, everyone, and I hope you had a great weekend. And once again, I know no one is as excited as I am, but it is week 26, which means this Friday we will have finished the first half of our journey through the Bible. Hi, everyone! Nobody knows what he's gonna ask now. It's Marvin, the friendly, curious cow. So, hello, Marvin. And yes, any movies this weekend? Why, yes, Dave, I did. Okay, so what was it this week? Oh, this week, Dave, it was the story of a cow who ruled over a huge empire. So, yeah, this old crone tried to kill him with poison, but instead she accidentally turned him into a small dancing calf. I see. And what was that one called? It was called the Emperor's Moo Groove, Dave. It was really good. Of course it was. Okay, Marvin. Well, it is Monday, so let's get to our recap. Oh, you betcha, Dave. Jingle, please. What have we heard? The Bible said, let's remember, it's recap day. Okay, Marvin, here we go. Three, two, one, go. Okay, we had creation in the fall, Noah and the ark. Yep, then came the patriarchs, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and God's covenants with them. But Joseph brought them to Egypt. 400 years later, God sends Moses to get them out. Ten plagues, Passover, and then out into the wilderness through the Red Sea. Yep, 40 years in the wilderness, tabernacle, ten commandments, and then Joshua takes over, and off they go into the promised land. Yep, then came Judges, and then Ruth. Yeah, then came the king, Saul, and then David. He had killed Goliath, then he became king, and then he killed Uriah. That was bad news. Yep, but God promised a king would come from him that would reign forever. Yeah, then Saul Solomon the wise, he builds the temple, puts the ark in there. Then came his son Rehoboam, and Israel splits in two. Ten tribes to the north called Israel, two to the south called Judah. Israel has lots of bad kings that worship false gods. The worst of them is Ahab. Yeah, and then comes Elijah. Then we have the story of never-ending oil and flour and raising the boy back to life. Yeah, and he takes on the prophets of Baal, and kablooey, the altar's burned up. He calls out Ahab for killing Naboth and taking his vineyard. Yeah, and eventually Ahab dies, and Elijah gets scooped up to heaven, and Elisha takes over. Elisha kind of repeats Elijah's miracles, then heals Naaman, then his servant gets tricksy, and tries to get rich. Phew, excellent work, Marvin. Oh, thanks, Dave. And yes, that takes us up to last week's adventures with Elisha, and today we're going to continue with that and hear some more of what he got up to. Okay, great. Yeah, so who's reading today? Well, today it's our friend Jim. Oh, hi, Jim. Today's reading is taken from 2 Kings chapter 6, verses 8 to 23. The king of Aram was at war with Israel. He talked things over with his officers. Then he said, I am going to set up my camp in a certain place. Elisha, the man of God, sent a message to the king of Israel. Elisha said, try to stay away from that place. Aram's army is going to be down there. The king of Israel checked on the place the man of God had told him about. Time after time, Elisha warned the king, so the king was on guard in those places. All of that made the king of Aram very angry. He sent out for his officers. He said to them, Tell me, which of us is on the side of the king of Israel? You are my king and my master, said one of his officers. None of us is on Israel's side. But Elisha is a prophet in Israel. He tells the king of Israel, Even the words you speak in your own bedroom. Go and find out where he is, the king ordered. Then I can send my men and capture him. The report came back. The officer said, he's in Dothan. 
Then the king sent horses and chariots and a strong army there. They went at night and surrounded the city. The servant of the man of God got up the next morning. He went out early. He saw that an army with horses and chariots had surrounded the city. Oh no, my master, the servant cried. What can we do? Don't be afraid, the prophet answered. Those who are with us are more than those who are with them. Elisha prayed, Lord, open my servant's eyes so that he can see. Then the Lord opened his eyes. Elisha's servant looked up and saw the hills. He saw that Elisha was surrounded by horses and chariots made of fire. Aram's army came down towards Elisha. Then he prayed to the Lord, Make these soldiers blind. So the Lord made them blind just as Elisha had prayed. Elisha told them, This isn't the right road. This isn't the right city. Follow me. I will lead you to the man you are looking for. He led them to Samaria. They entered the city. Then Elisha said, Lord, open the eyes of these men. Help them to see again. Then the Lord opened their eyes. They looked around, and there they saw they were inside Samaria. The king of Israel saw them. So he asked Elisha, Should I kill them? I need your advice. You are like a father to me. Should I kill them? Don't kill them, he answered. Would you kill people you have captured with your own sword or bow? Put some food and water in front of them. Then they can eat and drink. They can go back to their master. So the king of Israel prepared a great feast for them. After they had finished eating and drinking, he sent them away. They returned to their master. So the groups of fighting men from Aram stopped attacking Israel's territory. Thanks, Jim. Wow, Dave, there was a lot of amazing stuff going on there. Elisha knowing exactly what the Arameans were up to, and then all those horses and chariots of fire all around them. Uh, Then it was kind of funny how he led those guys right to the king of Israel. It does seem kind of funny to us, but I bet when those men could suddenly see again and realized where they were, they must have been terrified. I'm sure they thought the king of Israel was just going to kill them. Yeah, but he just gave them a nice meal. He did. And that act of kindness, when he could very easily have killed them, well, it stopped the Arameans from attacking the Israelites anymore. Now, there's a lot we could say about today's reading because there was so much going on. We could talk about that choice the king of Israel had to show kindness or to act in anger and hate, and how we have those same choices. But actually, I want to talk about Elijah's servant. When he saw the soldiers and the chariots coming for them, it sure looked like they were in big trouble. But Elisha prayed and showed him that it didn't matter what it looked like, he should remember that God is always in control, always bigger, stronger, and more powerful than anything of this world. Boys and girls, as we're recording this, we're in the midst of a pandemic. COVID has swept all over this world and messed up so much of our way of life. We might look around and think, oh boy, we're sure in trouble. But like Elisha's servant, we need to see that God is bigger, more powerful, still in control, on his throne, unshakable, unsurprisable, still working out his plan, still keeping his promises. He is that word that we learned ages ago now, sovereign. Today, ask God to open our eyes just a little bit and to help us see and to remember how great our God is. Thank him that we do not have to be afraid. Okay, yeah. Yeah, that's good. Thanks, Dave. You're welcome, Marvin. And you know, I think we will leave it there for today. Okay, yeah. Well, bye, everyone. Have a good day. We'll see you tomorrow. Goodbye. We'll see you soon.
God's Big Story is a ministry of Eden Grove Presbyterian Church. Music and jingles by Dave, Josh, and Josh.